it is it's so cold outside it, I, <sighs> I, I I actually cannot feel my, my my toes that's how cold it is I never ever thought I would experience it to be this cold ever I think winter's definitely winter's definitely here that's for sure and there was a de- there was a, a delay but but it's definitely come hmm it is freezing outside. Um, Thomas is here. Uh, Natasha and Marius are busy with uh, stuff behind the scene. But it's good to see that uh, Thomas is here. And uh, how are you? We haven't seen you. We haven't spoken to you. Uh, are you? How's your lungs? Are they okay? Has the corona left you? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. I'm still coughing up bits and pieces. Um, not really getting better. Have you uh, recovered from having something very deep stuck inside you? I don't think one ever really recovers from having mm. something stuck inside you very deep. A, a little bit will always be with you. But scarred, huh? You're not, never going to get a corona test again. Well, I don't know. No, I'm sort of hooked. I think I need to go for another one. Oh, right. You enjoy that kind of stuff, do you? I'll try anything twice, Wade. Well, you know, exactly. If the first time was painful, who knows? Maybe the second time will be less painful. Yeah, hmm. but the good thing is you're you're okay. I mean, you're sounding a lot healthier. You're sounding like your normal self again. Yeah, I'll give it an hour or two when the sunny type works out. <laughs> I got the good stuff with the ephedrine and the codeine. So, well, you know, the, you know, that's what they always say. The good stuff always makes you feel makes you feel better. That's what the, that's what they give alcoholics. You know, when they say when they say no, no, I'm I'm two weeks dry. No, 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 they're actually giving you alcohol. They just want you to think it's not alcohol. Yeah, I give you the method done. Yeah. Uh, yeah how how was things with your with your with your new uh, with your side job? Is everything okay? I feel like I have to ask side you these job. questions. Yeah, because you had a, you had some <laughs> clients and. Oh, yeah, no, I've got I've got clients. Um, it's 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 doing well. I'm repositioning my brand as well for mm. 2021. As we um, all are. Yeah, as we all are, because, uh, you know, if you look at how COVID is affecting long term, um, even with, with the vaccines, it's still going to take maybe five or six years for the all of it to be gone, because it takes a long time for something like this to actually eradicate with the use of um, vaccines and with all the numbnuts out there doing stupid things. Um, yeah. Mm. It's going to take a while. So the way people are doing business is going to have to change. So, yeah, we'll have to follow suit. And I think I've got a, a pretty good strategy on how to how to cope with that. No, good stuff. It's good to know. I mean, I think everyone is, including us here at Amsterdam Lab, we're also busy strategizing for next year. So it gives me something to look forward to uh, as well. And you know what? what what's interesting is that you know, all this this whole pandemic started like that. Everyone, well, I say everyone, but most most people got infected. But now it's going to take almost three, four years to sort of eradicate this mess that we're in. It's crazy. It's crazy how it, it, it started very easy, but to get rid of it, it's going to take a long time. Yeah, well, I suppose the good thing is we caught it we're able to call it quicker. We have got some kind of, um, you know, better. We're better equipped to deal with it than we were in the past. I mean, the, the, look what the plague did. But uh, yeah, I'm optimistic. I oh, know. I think you got to you got to be optimistic. If you're not, then it's just going to be a, a very painful 2021 for you. Look, I'm all for a zombie apocalypse style Mad Max ending to the world. But I mean, this is not that. Um, we're not that lucky. It's not going to be that much fun. Um, well, honestly, yeah, this I, is a slow burn to the finish line. I, I actually thought in the beginning of this whole pandemic in March, because you know how how everything was just playing out. Like, you woke up one day, and everyone was just all the countries were just closing, and you just thought yeah. that you were being swallowed in this hole that you never created. And I actually thought that you know this was going to happen. I mean, London was like that. To give you a good example, I mean, if you think of London, it's it's always busy. It's like it's like um, downtown New York. 
you know, it's always got tourists, always has people. I remember going to to London before I left, uh, walking around Piccadilly Circus, Trafalgar Square, Charing Cross, all those places. It was, honestly, it was like a zombie apocalypse. There were no people. It was was an eerily scary, surreal sensation that you... that you would that you would see it was honestly it was it felt like a zombie apocalypse well i was i was very um uh, cautious and uh, despite all my urges to go take my camera and take pictures of all the deserted streets because finally there's no fucking tourists on there um mm. you know, I, didn't, I didn't go i didn't go through with that and i still got sick so i feel like i've been robbed but um yeah, it's different. It's a different, uh, definitely a much different picture than what we used to. No, for sure. But it, yeah, I mean, I see, I see Angela Merkel. She was practically begging the Germans, and this is what I find interesting: the Germans are not paying attention to the law. I mean, Germans are usually very good at that, but according to Angela Merkel today, there's videos surfacing all over social media. She's practically on her knees begging Germans to adhere to the laws because Germany's seen a record number of deaths and infections. Very interesting. Yeah, see, the, the virus probably went back to the lab for some tweaks and then they re-released it into Germany. Probably. <laughs> probably. I mean, I was I was thinking last Those night. Sneaky communists. I know. And the thing is, I was, I was thinking last night, there is no... No other country, and, and Natasha said this pretty, pretty, pretty well. That there is no country that's actually doing this correctly. I thought, oh, maybe, you know, maybe France is doing it correctly because you haven't heard anything from France because they've gone full incognito and gone full lockdown. But the numbers are still rising in France, and people are still dying, a lot of people. So there's no one country that's doing this correctly. That I don't think. Yeah, no, you're right. There's there's no real way around this. I mean, it's in the air. It's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, Uh, mean, maintaining law and order is is the only real thing there is, and um, that's difficult. There's a lot of idiots out there that make it very difficult. And that's the thing. It's not difficult, but as you said, there's there's a lot of arseholes there that just think, nah, you know what? Fuck it. Look, I understand the plight of the. the people that are struck down by this and and, and you know, whose businesses are closed down and, and financially they are in ruins. But then you get the assholes who are educated. Uh, well, they have some kind of education because they've been convinced that that is, that is what they needed. And they've paid for the education and now they've realized it's not worth anything and they're out in the streets protesting. Um, yeah, why? It's stupid. Yeah, no, it, it is, it's, it's very... It's very frustrating, but uh, you know, as you said, there's there's a lot to look forward to for next year. I mean, they've already started vac- vaccinating people in the UK. Which, funny story, the uh, some of the people they've uh, vaccinated. Uh, where did I see this news? Hang on, I saw it in the news, and uh, it was. I, I, I had to laugh because, yeah, uh, UK regulators say that uh, there have been. Two suspected allergic reactions uh, from yesterday's coronavirus vaccina- uh, vaccines, and that those with a history of strong allergic reactions should not take the Pfizer vaccine. Oh, well, that's you gotta you gotta break some eggs to make an omelet. Well, they are exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, they, but they were they did say beforehand that they they were like some radical side effects detected, and people must just be aware of it. I don't think you're gonna, you know, kill over, but it's it's um, not gonna be great. No, but you know, but th- but this is you see, this is the thing about the about the UK is, and this is something I found out when I lived in the UK because you know, growing up in South Africa, you don't really hear about people being allergic to anything, and if you and if you do, you're like, what the fuck? Are you even normal? But you know, mm. growing up in the UK, I I've experienced and I've met people who are allergic to just about anything. And I mean anything. I mean, I remember when I, you know, when I was doing my medical, when I was about to start my training. A lot of people allergic to working in the UK as well. Allergic to working, uh, allergic to migrants. Yeah, it's lots of that. 
I, I remember yeah. uh, when I when I was about to start my my training for, in, the, in the military, you have to do a a, um, a, a one-off medical thing, and I remember this one guy. He he got rejected because he was allergic to apples. Apples. I mean, hmm. that's the first time I've ever heard anyone be allergic to apples. But that's a strange one. It is. It is. I mean, I'd I'd. I still to this day. I mean, I never got to ask him, but I'd I'd like to know what actually happens when you eat an apple. But do you know why they're allergic <laughs> to a lot of things? It, no, and it's it's, it's a, a true thing. Sun. It's it's yeah. because of the sun. They they don't have sun, which is why you know. Ah, okay. Yeah. No. Really. It's it's not a it's 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 not a it's not a a a joke. It's it's a serious thing. That's why you you know people in Australia, South Africa, Italy. Uh, Spain, they're not allergic to almost anything. They can eat shellfish, they can eat uh, eggs and all of this because there's the sun and the sun actually helps you because the sun, the sun has vitamin D, I think it is, D or yep. E. So the sun actually helps e. you. Yeah, it, it actually helps you. It, it, it puts like a layer of protection. So people can eat nuts and shellfish and all of that without being allergic to it. Yeah, you need vitamin D. Mm. Which is why, and I, I found this out, it's a true fact. That, that's why British people are allergic to anything. And it's because of the sun, isn't there's no sun. But then that takes me back to Europe. You know, how come Dutch people, most Dutch people aren't allergic to anything? Germans aren't it, allergic to anything. Because they go to Portugal for the summer. <laughs> or Spain. There's that too. There is that too. <laughs> It's just a very interesting uh, thing, you know. And again, you know, if you want to look, take it to the extreme, look at Ireland. Who they don't get any sun, but yet I don't know any Irish person that's allergic to anything. That's because their their blood type is um, at least seventy percent proof alcohol. Yeah, it's all the Guinness and all that shit they drink. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you know, it's yeah, just. just yeah. It's just a fascinating thing that British people are allergic to anything. And as you quite rightly said, work, they're allergic to that too. And goodness knows what's going to happen after the 31st of December. But, you know, it's it's interesting. It's just a very interesting thing. Are you allergic to anything, Thomas? Um, I don't think I, don't I think am. No. Uh, I know there's something. I can't quite remember what it was. It was nothing, nothing crazy. But I've been stung by many things, bitten by many things, eaten just about everything. Mm. Um, it's some random weird thing. You see, uh, I, wealth. Yes, that's it. I'm allergic to wealth. Yeah, I'm also allergic to that too. The moment, the moment I get money, it just disappears. Strange. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not allergic to anything. No, it's the same as me. I mean, I, I, I can't think of anything I've eaten that I've had an allergic reaction allergic reaction to nothing at all obviously you know i i do joke because i don't eat tomatoes but that's just a, a that's just a personal choice but uh what's funny is that when i go to a restaurant you, you should try this actually I, it, it really works go to the restaurant and say you know you don't want something with tomatoes because then they actually have to cook it so for example if you go to a burger king or mcdonald's or any any place where everything's already pre-made if you say no, you're you're actually allergic to tomatoes or lettuce or whatever. They actually have to make the 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 burger from scratch, and it's Special so care. yeah, and it's so warm and it actually tastes like a gourmet burger. Interesting. Yeah, no, we'll try this. Yeah, try it. Or or if you go to Italian, um, well, not not an Italian restaurant, but um, Pizza Hut or or Domino's or anything like that. Say you have an a re- a, re- a allergic reaction to tomatoes. I kid you not, that pizza will be as good as a Italian pizza because they actually have to make it from scratch. Cool. Mm. No, I'm serious, try it. It's, it's, uh, it works all the time because the last thing restaurants want is, you know... Anyone to, dying on yeah. their watch. Yeah. And, and, you know, law cases having um, putting against you. I mean, it's happened a lot in the UK where... You know, some guys ordered uh, a curry, and he's told them, "Look, I cannot eat uh, whatever that they put in the curry," and they still put it in the curry. Oh, peanuts! Yeah, there's some kind of a nuts 
sauce that they use in the curry. And obviously they put it in the curry and yeah, the guy has an allergic reaction and sues the shit out of that Indian restaurant. So yeah, try it. I'm serious. It works. Next time you go to McDonald's, Burger King or any uh, uh, Domino's, anywhere that they pre-make the food, just tell them that you have an allergic reaction to something. Yeah. And then they actually have to make it from scratch and the food tastes incredible because it's fresh. Right. Mm, I will take that tip, sir. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, you learn new things on the show all the time. All the time. <laughs> okay. Um, let's play a song. Let's get some stuff started. And um, when we come back, we'll, we'll get some sport going on because we haven't had a sport update for a week. That long? It's been a week. Yeah, that's how long you haven't been here for. Gosh. Oh no, it's actually been longer. Actually, it's, it's been two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah, it's been two weeks because I was absent. I only came back. Uh, <laughs> when did I come back? Uh, Thursday last week, I think it was. Yeah, Thursday. Jeez, it feels like two weeks. I've been, I, I've since the last time I was absent, but it's only been a week. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, what song can I play? I'm trying to stay away from mainstream music because it's boring. Um, let's see, what song can I play? Hmm. Mm, what about Joy Division? Joy Division? Yeah. Hang on. Okay. See, kids, yeah. see, the, see what the kids think about that. What's, your, what's your favorite Joy Division song? Um, the most well-known one is Love Will Tear Us Apart Again. Okay. Let's play that one. <laughs> okay. And uh, Thomas will have uh, the sport ready. He's uh, outrageous, our famous outrageous sport. And uh, we'll dive into some news headlines. And it'll be a really good uh, show to keep you warm. It's freezing outside.
Division. I haven't heard this song in ages. Uh, Love will tear us apart again. Yeah, that, that's about what the record will sound like if I played it now. Scratched and jumpy. Mm, I love I love listening to this nostalgic music. We were talking yesterday. Um, where we I, I, I didn't know Marius has a has a, a thing for Def Leppard. Uh, he sounds like he has a thing for Def Leppard. I can picture him. Mm. Come to think of it. Come to. Sorry, Marius. Uh, but yeah, it's the denim jacket with no sleeves. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, I could definitely see Marius listening to Def Leppard. And by the way, um, speaking of Marius, uh, we are. What are you? What are you doing on the twenty third? By the way, of this month, because we are. We've, we we're going to have the team in the studio. We're going to have some presents. I've got some presents for you, all of you guys. Cool. Uh, Did you get me a blow up sheet this time? Uh, no, I didn't get that. I got Damn. you a blow-up Madonna, though. Is that okay? That'll do. Which which era? 80s or 90s? Uh, 80s, when she was still... Uh, oh, perfect. Yeah, when she was still bendable. <laughs> so, yeah, come if you, if, you have, if you have nothing to do, and I hope you don't, uh, come, down on, come down to the studio on the 23rd of December, because that's when we break up for recess. Yes. And uh, yeah, I've got some presents for you guys here in the yeah, definitely in the studio. We're definitely doing that. Yeah, play some games, maybe drink a, b- a bit in the studio. We'll update yeah. the uh, the uh, death pool because we've got a death pool going. Right. Mm-hmm. Who's who's on the death pool? All Bar- of us. Uh, no, uh, Boris Johnson. Um, oh, right. Trump. Um, I think Merkel's gonna go. You think she's gonna go on the death pool? Yeah, Merkel's okay. up there. Well, have a create create a death pool. I've got one. Natasha still needs to get one, and Marius has just started his death pool. So we'll sure. we'll, we'll update owls, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a good show. Uh, I think mine will turn more into like a wish list than a than a death pool. But anyway, but I think that's the whole that's the whole <laughs> aim of of a death pool. I mean, with the kind of people I have on my death pool list, it's more of a wish than anything. Did you ever watch the Dirty Harry death pool movies? Or just the Dirty Harry movies. Uh, okay, but you don't watch movies. Mm-mm. You don't like movies. See, this is the this is the problem. What kind of movies do you like? Yeah, I, I do watch movies, but I I watch movies that have a, a a real a a true meaning to it. So, for example, I love The Social Network because it it happened. The yeah, social it's current. It's, yeah, it's there. Yeah, so that's the kind of movies I watch because it's relatable. So it's like, oh, okay, that happened. Obviously, yes, they change it for Hollywood, but eighty five percent of it happened. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Um, you oh, know, that was brilliant. Yeah, movies that I can say, oh, that happened. So I, that's why I don't watch Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and all of that. Right, right. It doesn't. Ha- it's right. never happened. Well, not in this dimension, but you know. Well, maybe I just as <laughs> as, as it, it, yeah as as Carry one on. as one person said to me, who's a huge Harry Potter fan, maybe I just don't have any imagination. Maybe that is the case. Uh, I think it's that. I think it's it's. Um, I mean, I, I know quite a few people that that can't um, watch that sort of thing, and it's it's not got anything to do with imagination. It's it's more of a. Uh, it's like a, um, I think it's it's at an emotional level or frequency um, that you either don't want to tap into or are scared to tap into or confuses you. Mm. One of those three, but it's it's not you're not a sociopath. Don't worry. I know. I don't <laughs> think I, I well. I, well, I, I hope I'm not a sociopath, but I don't think it's it's. it's sociopaths, I don't think it's either of those three because it's not. I'm not scared of Harry Potter. It's just a lack of interest. No, it's on, a, on a, some kind of subconscious level. It's it's something that um, that you don't want to identify with or, or want to deal with. Yeah, it's called absolutely it's, rubbish. <laughs> Where's that as well? Uh, there is a show I think you should watch, though. It's a series. I binge watched it. I've watched it twice now. That's how good it is. What is it? Back to back, basically. It's called The Queen's Gambit. Mm. Now, it's definitely relatable. Okay. I think. And uh, what is it about? Young, it's about a young woman um, 
Well, basically, in like one quick synopsis, she's orphaned. Mother's an alcoholic pill popper. Um, she's incredibly bright. Ends up um, being able to enter the world of competitive chess and works her way up the ranks and then eventually beats the world champion. Now, why I find this very interesting is, um, you know, a while ago, Hollywood was doing this whole, you know, women need to be pushed to the front and they brought out a whole bunch of movies with with female leads that that flopped horribly, not because the the actors are bad, but because it was something that was forced. Um, I'm talking about the Ghostbusters movie and the Mm -hmm. Last Oceans movie. It just... Yeah, it was a huge flop. And now Netflix have brought out this show, which puts the female lead into perspective. And it's set in the era when females uh, were definitely, you know, seen and not heard. But what what's interesting is it's during this era that that, that actually some of our most groundbreaking um, technological achievements were made, and they were made by women, and they were in the computer coding. Um, sort of side of things it's it's you sort of post world war ii um what, what was the woman's name hamilton hamilton uh let me check quickly blah 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 blah, blah. Was she I, hamilton? I Margaret hamilton okay she coded the she coded these the and created the software that basically landed us on the moon and None of these things became, you know, public knowledge until you know a couple of years ago. So it's very interesting that it's set during that era, and it, it highlights this this female lead with her incredible uh, mental capabilities, and she's basically a child child prodigy playing against um, master chess players. And it's it's sort of that's that that part of it that I find very relevant and very current. So it is a work of fiction. Um, but it represents a lot of truth. Okay. And I think you should watch it. You'll enjoy it once you if, if if look if you don't like the first one you'll 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 you bail out. But um, if you do like it, you'll you'll binge watch it till the end. What is it? It's that again? good and that good thing. The Queen's Gambit. And it's on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Let me have a look quickly. The Queen's Gambit. Speaking of the Queen, I I have watched um, um, the Crown. The latest one. I'm saving that. It's good. It's good, but it's very disappointing in the last episode, purely because um, it there, there is no... It ends. So it's almost like, what the fuck? You know? And Netflix has said that uh, they're not going to bring out the, a, a fifth season. But the way it ended kind of suggests, well, you can't just end it like that. So maybe that's that's when they start getting into all the okay. the danger zone topics when it comes to the whales. Well, funny enough, uh, I'm on Netflix at the moment. It's a 99% match for the stuff yeah. I'm interested in. Oh, there you go. Hmm. And it's in the top searches as well. So I'll definitely uh, watch it when I get home. Give it, give it three episodes sure. before you decide yay or nay. At least okay. three. Yeah, definitely. So it's in a 1950s orphanage, a young girl reveals an astonishing talent for chess and begins to unlike and begins the unlikely journey to stardom whilst grippling with addiction. Hmm. I like this. I'm going to save this for later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's filmed really beautifully. It's it's a period piece. So, you know, the this the, the costuming and the lighting and the the feel, everything is is really done well. The surrealism that's brought into it as well, when you know, like they they're talking about her addiction and how they, they sort of portray it, um, an addiction, but also, you know, people who have, have a certain mindset that you, that you often find them having vices and, and things, but it's it's never a habitual thing more, as much as a recreational thing. But it, it's sort of a treading on that line. But it's it's um, yeah, it's a goodie. No, well, I mean, the, the the last movie you suggested I watch, which was The Bang Bang Club, is a very good movie. Oh, that's good porn, man. Yeah, it is. And well, speaking of porn, I see also in the top searches in Netflix is The Virgin River. Oh, wow. What's that about? Uh, it's searching for a fresh start. And uh, apparently uh, some nurse moves to LA to, uh, and, and is surprised by what and who she finds. 
Mm. Okay. It's cryptic. I will investigate and I will I will report back to you, sir. Yeah, because you want to start a, a movie review. So if, you know, yeah. if, if you want to start a... Perhaps maybe you want to f- start a, a second show, perhaps, or the movie review, maybe next year. I think maybe. you'd be really good at this. Maybe Natasha will join you because she loves this kind of stuff. Yeah, we love movies. So. Mm. No, I think it'll be a really good show. Apart from your, aside from your your tech show, which is really good. Yeah, that's a fun one. Mm. No, I think it'll be good. Okay, should we get some sports? Right. Yes, back to some serious news. <coughs> what have you got for us in the sports? Yeah, I've got some some interesting sports, and then I've got um, something that's actually really interesting. The first sport is called worm charming. Mm-hmm. Now, as you can judge by the name, it's got to do with worms and charming them. Right. Now, I never knew this was possible. So what the competitors do in this one is it's obviously played in a big field somewhere, and each of them gets like three square meters of soil or grass or whatever patch they're working, and they have to charm as many worms out of the ground as possible, and they do this by sticking a metal and wooden fork, garden, you know, garden fork variety, a big one, into the ground, and then tapping on this fork on the wooden side of it, and this obviously releases vibrations into the ground, which then charms the worms to the surface. And they pick them out and they catch them. And mm. the world record belongs to a 10-year-old called Sophie Smith. She charmed 567 worms in the World, Ch- and world Championships in 20, 2009. And what does she do with these worms after she's charmed them? I don't know. I suppose it's a catch and release. Mm. Or they feed them to the fishes or... Oh, it's just about you say, you can use it for fishing. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm not sure where where the origins are. I can only, judging by what I've seen, boredom. Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Australia and boredom, yeah, Yeah. that'll do. Definitely, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, That's the only conclusion I can think of. Why would you want to do this as a sport? It's because you're bored. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can think of many other things to do to solve my boredom, but. This isn't one of them. Yeah, but after like the fifth or sixth time, you know, your your wrist gets tired. No, there's that too. I mean, you can obviously, there's only certain methods and ways you can do it before you, again, you eventually get bored. And of course, your wrist gets tired. Bring us to the next one. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's called Bamboo Drift Racing. Hmm. So this this is a hardcore one. This is played by competitors in China in the Guangzhou province that's down in the southwest somewhere so basically they have a 23 foot long thick piece of bamboo one single bamboo it's not very wide it's um probably about half the width of your of your foot so you know you have to be really good with balancing and then you've got another piece of bamboo that's um thin enough to wield uh, it's like you, you handle it like an oar basically and you you paddle or push your way down this river in a race. Mm-hmm. And this being China, I suppose the loser gets shot. Uh, but it is, uh, it's, it's, yeah, some seriously hardcore shit. Mm. Uh, and that, uh, that brings us to the last strange one that I have, which is, once again, Origins of Australia. They, they seem to have, like, most of these yeah oh by the way there's a show on it's called we are the champions now which is all about weird bizarre shit that people do um in and around sports okay. um it's, it's i haven't watched it yet but it's it's pretty much everything that we've covered <laughs> they were quick with we that should one. we should no 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 we'll we'll clean the rights on that <laughs> well we should do a show I like wish. that we so started how does sheep counting works how does sheep counting work? I have no idea. It's, it's, it's pretty much like what you try and do in your sleep, but for reals. They've got 400 or approximately 400 sheep. They, they sort of drive down this hill past competitors and they have to count the amount of sheep. Um, yeah, so that, that, is, that is, you have to be really good at counting and, and you know, have a good eye and, and it's, just, it's just a real skill. This is not... Uh, not for the uh, weak-minded, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't see it as much as a competitive sport. No. Uh, I, I, I don't think people come and watch it. 
Oh, it's the same as it's the same as worm. Same as worm charming. I suppose there's nothing to do. I mean, the sheep they put out the best one. Yeah. Um, Is that your oh, wife yeah, in the background? That's, yeah, that, that's my that's uh, that's my cat coughing. Um, there was there was the last wacky sport. Now something that's that's popped up that I'll be speaking about in my little tech show as well. Okay. Is um, it's a it's a Japanese sort of brand concept um, sport called Hado or Hado. And what it is, it's probably the first real competitive VR sport where athletes are physically um, extremely engaged. So what it is, is you've got a VR headset on, mm -hmm. you've got two teams, and if you are, maybe Morris, Morris, your, your daughter will be interested in this one, because he's already doing sports. These guys are playing dodgeball, but in a virtual world on a real field, across from each other, basically the size of a squash court. Um, and these are virtual balls, virtual power balls, that they are throwing at each other. And they have power-ups and shields that they can use in this VR world. Now, these guys are extremely active. I mean, they are running around, jumping, rolling, falling. Uh, it's a very physically demanding game. And they are actively recruiting and starting uh, leagues in Europe. Because uh, it's it's huge in Japan. I mean, it's 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 humongous, and it's it's really the future of of gaming. Because you you can reach the the sort of mental um, barriers, or you know, be really good on the mental side, but the physical side is is you know having both is a real challenge. So this is a good one. Um, I'm too fat to join, although I'll definitely give it a give it a go. Uh, but it's called Haido. Um, they are actively recruiting in Europe at the moment, mm -hmm. starting up teams that are looking for people to actually um, to buy into the concept, but to represent and to become, you know, the, the foundation of the sport in Europe. And that's going to be the beginning of it all. Uh, yeah. Remember when uh, when V8, when um, virtual reality came out in the beginning, like what three years ago, four years ago, somewhere around there. Yes. And uh, a lot of these guys would like would like watch porn, virtual reality, and then they would they would kind of shoot themselves in the foot because they they would forget that they would share the house with their girlfriend or their wife. I mean, how dumb is that? Yeah, that's pretty stupid. I mean, rather wait for wait wait until she goes to work it was, at it was, least. It was more than likely their moms. All that. But I wonder if it's any different, like the the this, the the the. the experience I've never tried I it no, I can't say would you maybe get someone you on go, your maybe you should go on an exploratory um, mission I know they are they are renting out sex dolls in Amsterdam well uh, I, was, I was just about to say the really high-end shit I was just about to say you can get someone on your tech show with the virtual reality and get them to watch porn and see what happens I suppose we could do that mm. I think we could do that. Definitely, we'll bring them into the studio. Maybe your show, not my show. My show is clean. Well, it'll be in it'll be in uh, in in cooperation, we'll in, we'll in cooperation we'll with special edition. Yeah, show. it can be in cooperation with with the tech show. To a, a three-hour special on, on VR and porn. I'd love to do that. I think about five minutes. Though. I don't think we'll have that much time to actually. I, mean, I suppose we'll be forwarding to the good bits, but I mean, most of my listeners are females, judging by the statistics we're getting. So it's not like I can ask any of our listeners that listen to the podcast. Well, it's a huge market for that. And on female, in female yeah. porn, because if you if you have VR set and you've got some all the other gizmos attached to it, you just you create the fantasy and create a VR game. Well, we will okay. be obsolete very quickly, my friend. Well, if you. You are listening and you have a, a virtual reality headset lying around yeah uh come down to the studio uh, okay. we're in Arena, <laughs> and uh we'll have a show in corp in cooperation with the tech show because it's tech it's technically tech we're testing we're giving a a a review on this device yeah mm. i wonder who's going to crack that uh Enigma code. Crack that one first. Crack yeah. that code. 
It'll be interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. So let's stop talking about a wank and um, carry on. What's next on the list? Was that it for the night? Oh, are we done with the sports? I think so, yeah. On that high note. Okay. Well, that was a very... Uh, that was a very interesting sports update. I mean, they're not. I'm not saying they they never are interesting, but but I mean, charming worms. What the I fuck? I like to inform. Exactly. What the fuck? All right. Uh, let's get into some uh, some news. Um, very. This is very interesting. It's coming from. Uh, there's, there's quite a few uh, news stories that we're going to dive into from uh, South Africa. And this is coming from the business tech, and apparently the South African government wants to pension fund contributors and administrators to invest in its planned infrastructure to uh, 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 in, in its planned infrastructure developments. Um, but it's question, but questions remain around corruption and whether whether the money will be actually put to correct use. Well, I don't we know. think there's any question about it. Mm. I think it's not going to be put to correct use. It's going to go out the back door. And uh, the Chinese are going to walk in the front door and come and build everything, and then you know that's the end of that. Mm, exactly. I mean, wh- what happened to this money H. Magashulu stole? Where's the five hundred million fund mm. gone to? But we need more. You know, they, oh, need, the, they need the pension money. They dripping. So once they've, they've actually completely diluted and crippled every sucked organ everyone or dry. Yep. Part of the government and, and organizations around it then they'll uh, rebuild with communism I think that's my sadly that is that is how I see things panning out did you see yesterday um, uh, Marius actually put it up on the on the, on the um, whatsapp group and I actually um, I actually uh, it was trending not just um, it was trending all over uh, the uh, where, where did I see it the South African rand was actually um, uh, uh, it grew by an analyzed rate of 66%. How? <laughs> how? But if the country was locked down, how did it grow 66%? It didn't grow. The dollar got weaker. Well, yeah, there's that. But exactly. Either that <laughs> or... So- how you frame it. Either that or someone in, in government, which we all know is bad with numbers. Yeah, that they are. But look, they're, they're speculating the currency like fucked up. It's They're really just making money off it. It's It's undervalued. Always has been. Um, it's manipulated uh, for investor sakes. Yeah, it's for the investor's sake. I mean, I saw today the the rand was the strongest against the dollar since March. I mean, yeah. gee, it, the people I speak with in South Africa that still live there, it's a totally different story I'm getting from them. But okay. Uh, now, responding to this issue in a written parliamentary Q and A, Finance Minister Titu Mabwene acknowledged that the government would have to work hard to, quote, inspire confidence when it, ca- <laughs> uh, when it came to the use of pensions for investment. Well, firstly, if they just work hard, they would inspire confidence. <laughs> I think, yes, that would be That's definitely the case. Baby steps. Mm. Definitely. Now, a, a new law in South Africa... Uh, means that you may be jailed if you forward um, certain kinds of uh, WhatsApp messages. Um, now, it's basically it's forwarding intimate uh, images without consent and uh, messages which uh, incite violence or damage to property uh, could result in a jail term of up to 15 years. Well, that's brilliant. Hmm. Uh, sharing messages which promote violence or damage to property could land South Africans behind bars when the new law, um, cybercrime bill, uh, is signed into law by uh, Sarah Ramaphosa after being approved by Parliament uh, on the 2nd of December. So does that apply to everyone or just um, angry Karens on the road? Well, I mean, we've all, we, we, we all, I think we all scarred after, after the then finance minister, um, what was his name? Um, Molisi Gagaba, after he uploaded pictures of his cock onto YouTube. Not, not YouTube, you porn. I think we're all scared after that. We're all scarred. So now the government's oh. like, no, 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 no. Was it a good cock, though? I didn't see. But apparently, ever since then, South Africa's uh, interest in, in, in streaming porn jump. It rose after that. 
Maybe the Wi-Fi just got better. Maybe. Uh, now, the, 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 the bill defines and criminalizes similar, uh, several digital uh, offenses across multiple platforms, including electronic uh, communication via WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter, and other messaging services. Uh, the bill deals uh, extensively with uh, the unlawful access, uh, interception, and interfe- uh, interference with data, commonly referred to as hacking. Uh, the cybercrime bill also takes direct aim at digital scams, uh, with cyber fraud, uh, forgery, and uh, uttering, uh, defined as creation or use of false data. So, I think this is good. Very good. It just means I can't send pictures of my penis anymore to this girl that I'm talking to. Yeah, I'd say, man. Mm. Um, I'm curious to see what the fine print is in that and how how it will give them more uh, reach. I always got to read the fine print. Well, apparently, if you fail to comply with such obligations, you could be f- you could be found guilty of an offence and be liable on conviction to uh, to a fine not exceeding fifty thousand rand. Uh, Judas will pay those. Mm. <laughs> exactly. If I was Judas, I would pay those as well. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure a lot of t- I'm sure a lot of politicians on S- in SA are sweating because of this because now they can't send pictures of their of their cocks and uh, for JJ's to other politicians now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one way to settle. They can't settle arguments the old ways. No. You have to know face to face. No. He's just bigger. Oh, well, we all know. We all know. We all know that uh, Jacobs was bigger. <laughs> but I, Jacob. And uh, sticking with SA, um, uh, uh, SA confirms it's officially in its second wave. It's the news that everyone in SA has been uh, has been fearing, or maybe expecting. But uh, Health Minister Zwali Makizi uh, has revealed a second wave of COVID nineteen is now sweeping across South Africa. Uh, he's made a stark annou- uh, he made a stark announcement uh, today, uh, confirming that South Africa is officially in the grip of a second coronavirus uh, wave. Uh, sharp increases in provinces such as uh, the Eastern Cape, the Western Cape, and uh, Gauteng have been a serious cause for concern in recent weeks. Uh, but with, infre- with infection rates in KZN also accelerating, partly, to, partly due to uh, the mass gathering at uh, a rage matric party. Ah, oh, these fucking matrics. Mm. Uh, now, things, those things never end well. Why no, have during but, corona? But, but as I said, I think it was yesterday I said it on the show, or it could have been the day before yesterday. You know, I I, I get it because you know it's been a shit year for them. They've been un- unable to, you know, complete school properly. They just want to have a party, but unfortunately, you know, it's just one of those things where you you either damned or you do, you're either damned if you do, or you damned if you don't. And one that one student actually was quoted from from Durban. She actually said, um, "Look, you know, it's a very serious risk I'm taking, but it's just a risk I'm going to have to take." So I get that I get that frustration, but this is what happens. Yeah, look, um, two things in, in life that, that never that never end well is a matric or age party and anything that happens after two a.m. <laughs> Nothing good happens after two a.m. Go home. Yeah, it's it, same, it, same for the matric rage party. It's it's like one of those parties, those those house parties that that you go to, where you know that by one o'clock, if you haven't left, you're gonna have a very well, difficult time leaving because that's when the party goes sour. In regards to you, that's when the the, the real uh, side of people start to show. My dad always told me, if you're not in bed by ten o'clock, go home. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What a waste. Now, for the first time since August, uh, more than 6,000 cases have been recorded. Uh, the age group of 15 to 19-year-olds is recorded as the highest number of spreaders in the country. Yeah, little bastards. Hmm. Running around. Now, Makaz, uh, Makazi uh, also, uh, is also concerned that uh, the spike in numbers are no longer specific to individual districts. 
So there you go. It's kind of the same as, as here in the Netherlands. I mean, you know, we all said when they had the press conference two weeks ago, when they opened up the swimming pools and the museums and the cinemas, what's going to happen? Cases are going to start to rise, and that was the case. So well, they had to cover the fact that they all went to Spain and Portugal on the holiday and Italy. <laughs> so you know, had to, had to sort of smoke and mirrors. Yes, exactly. And jeez, um, uh, it's quite a horrific story. But this seems to always happen in Cape Town, and you're you're from Cape Town, so maybe you can answer this question. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. But now a Cape Town man has been accused of stabbing his mother to death. And, uh, well, he's he's seeking bail. Uh, Christopher Gildenhuis, 20, who's 20 years old, and Joshua Davies, who's 19, are accused of killing uh, Christopher's mother, Nat- Natasha. I, li- I like how they spell Natasha. N-A-T-A-S-J-I-A. Natasha. Natasha Gildenhuis. Mm. Natasha Gildenhuis in her Belleville home last week. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee you that uh, Tick was involved mm, well, in that one. Well, the pair yeah. will apply for bail next week. Um, and uh, apparently Gildenhuis' lawyer says he denies any involvement in the murder and will plead not guilty. Well, it's also possible. Uh, look, what you've got in the Western Cape, which is quite it's frightening, unique, and, and most of the people in the Western Cape that live in the bubbles are not aware of this. Uh, since basically, I think it was 10 years ago, um, there was a, a chap, he was the head of police called Arno Lemur. Uh, <laughs> what a name, mm. Lemur. And basically, he was on the radio on 567 every morning giving us crime stats and things like that. And the crime stats he were giving were very low. So like, oh, they busted some guys with weed, and they busted a couple of guys with this, and a couple of guys with that. So what this this motherfucker was the head of the police, what he was actually doing is he was in cahoots with um, what people say is conspiracy theory, but uh, it was proven that he was in cahoots with the gangsters who were basically all the, the arms that were confiscated and handed to the police he was resupplying to the gangs in the Cape Flats. And our good old President Jacob then, right about the same time, pardoned a, a very nice chap by the name of um, Richard Stachy, mm-hmm. who was, uh, he's the equivalent of Pablo Escobar in Southern Africa. Right. Uh, he's an extremely hardcore criminal. He's, he's the leader of the 28th gang which is the most ruthless gang in the country and one one of the best, ga- well, not best, but you rank them right up there in the world with, with the hardest gangs out there. So they started this, this mission of making the Cape unstable, eh? And just, just wreaking havoc. And since then, they, you know, they, they requested for the military assistance in, in Cape Town since, uh, since I can remember. Um, they've needed it, and the Cape Flats was turned into a complete war zone, and the tick trade just exploded. And it's it's something that comes in from China. Um, they bring in the the product from there, and they they either produce it or in South Africa, or they um, get the refined product already from from China, which they trade for abalone, um, humans, uh, and guns. It's it's a it's a crazy it's crazy trade. There's a there's a real Actual, like, there's areas in Cape Town that the police don't go into. And yeah. these are areas that are 10 minutes away from your, your Constantias and um, your lovely golf golf estates. It's it's there. It's it's brutal what's happening. It's got the highest um, murder rate in the country. It's And it's 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 obviously spilled over. Um, what we hear in the news is just the tip of the iceberg. There's some seriously terrible stuff going on in Cape yeah, Town. Yeah, well, remember the, remember the, the Van Breda murders? Yeah. The that that uh, the ice the what's it called the uh, the axe murderer mm, the Henry uh, Henry van Breda yeah. Yeah. He, was, he was also on drugs he wasn't took it he, he was he because he said he wasn't uh, <laughs> well he's he's a he's then it's complete crazy talk about that no he's he's definitely had an issue with took had an issue with drugs mm. um, it was documented and it's it's something that really just it just devours your brain there's no no absolutely. I mean, there's no coming back from it. No, I mean, I remember reading the story because obviously it was big news back in 
2016, I think, 2015, somewhere around there. And I read this, I was read, I was trying to build a picture in my mind. And this guy, you know, he didn't look like he had any mental issues. But, no. But again, just like with this guy, um, uh, this guy, Christopher Gildenhuis, you know, he doesn't look like he has any mental issues. But so I don't know what is going on in Cape Town, but these things seem to happen there. Look, there's also, in some cases, there, there's a lot of police corruption in Cape Town. Um, you, you can't have things like this happen, you know, drugs-wise, without, and you just, you just heard about the head of police um, selling the, the guns back to the gangs. I mean, the, the corruption is extreme, and if they need to frame someone to um, make it look like, like someone else did it to, show, to throw the investigation off the trail, they'll do it. I mean, there's, there's so many police suicides that are, are basically... Big question marks. Also, police suicide families, family mm. members. Question marks. Are those hits? Uh, or are those people who really snap? Are those cops that snap and, and you know they lose it? Or you know, is it something else going on there? Um, cops that take down huge scores, uh, end up committing suicide two weeks later. It's it's just too much of a coincidence. It is. And what's even what's even more sad about. Um this this uh, this this uh, uh, inquiry is that uh, the husband Andre he was actually out of uh, out of town for a business for a business meeting, so can you imagine how much how he must feel, you know? It's just really bad, really really sad. Uh, according to Network Twenty Four, um, uh, Christopher is denying uh, any involvement in the offense, and. Uh, he is reportedly being um, held at uh, a a Cape Town a Cape Town police station until further notice. A Belleville police station, should I say? A Belleville police station until further notice. It's just really sad, disgusting, and yeah, these people shouldn't be able to see the light of day again. But that's just my view on yeah, it. This it needs to be proven, though. That's that's the problem. Mm, absolutely. Okay, uh, let's go to the Netherlands. Now, since, we, since we're in the Netherlands and we live in the Netherlands, you know, we need to start, or I need to, I need to start making the, the effort at reading the news in Dutch. So I'm going to do just that. So, het riem meldiet woensdag 6,589 new positief coronatest dat zijn Eer meer dan het gemiddag van die afgelopen zeven dagen, 6158, daarnaast zijn in het afgelopen ietmaal 66 nieuw corona. Shit, I hate it when the Dutch join words together. Corona Girolatiert. Stirfgevallen. Stirfgevallen. Gisteren. So basically, no, they're right. saying. So basically, yes. Yeah, so basically, they're saying in rough in rough translation. I, I speak Norwegian as well, so I understand what you say. I speak Polish as well, so, <laughs> so without offending any Dutch listeners, basically, he's rough, trying. He's really trying. I, I'm trying. I have to, you know, I have to make an effort. Basically, rough translation: six a, a further a further six thousand uh, new cases. Basically, I could have yeah. just told you that in English. Yeah, and it's more than what they had that they had last. On the last one, curve-wise, all that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this is really fun, just to wrap up the news. Uh, Google's put a, a, year in, a, a year in 2020 search. So, basically, everything that's been searched in the this year. Uh, the top 10 searches, number one was coronavirus. Uh, number two was election results. Uh, Zoom is number four. Uh, what else? Joe Biden is number nine. Google Classroom is number ten. Uh, Kobe Bryant 
Because he remember he crashed. Well, he didn't crash his helicopters. A pilot crashed mm. his helicopter earlier this year. He's number three. Um, the top news stories so far. Well, so far, uh, number one, obviously coronavirus. Uh, uh, number four was Beirut explosion. Remember there was that explosion in Beirut. Yeah. Uh, number six was stimulus checks. Uh, number eight was uh, Tesla's stock. Uh, number 10, Black Lives Matter. Um, number three was Iran. So I'm not sure what happened in Iran this year. But anyway. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What else? What else? Um, movies. Do you want to know what, what the most searched movies were in 2020? Yeah. Number one was Parasite. Oh, wow. Never heard of this movie. What is it about? I've seen the previews, but it just looks, it looks like, uh, it looks like it's probably really good like horror sci-fi, but uh, I've seen it all before. Okay. I'm living it right now, so uh, rather not. Uh, second is 1917. Uh, three is Black... Yep, I've, I think I've seen that one. Uh, number three is Black Panther. Um, number four is 365 DNI. Um, what else? Um, number nine is Mulan. And number 10 is Jojo Rabbit, which is strange because that oh. came out last year. Oh, that's a good movie. Mm, I, that's a really good. I like Jojo Rabbit. It's satire. I enjoy that. That's a really, really good, uh, and what's best is Disney own it. So, I mean, if that just shows you, if Disney can make a movie like that, then. Yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> definitely one to look out for. Yeah. Hey, look, there's a, there's a movie I'm going to watch soon. Mm-hmm. It's been out for a while. It's called Tenet, T-E-N-E-T. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. Now, he made, um, I don't know if you, you would like this sort of movie. It's called Inception. I don't know if you ever I think saw I've, that. I've seen it. It's Inception, yeah. It, yeah, I haven't he's, watched it, but I've seen the trailer of it. He's very good with these, these creating these um, surreal subconscious uh, scenarios or stories that are really quite uh, quite thought provoking. Mm-hmm. So he's got one out. It's been out for a while. It's about two and a half hours of, of mind fucking. Um, looking forward to it. I just need to build up the stamina to do it. And the other one you, should, you would enjoy is called Fat Man. Right. Uh, uh, is with uh, Mel Dickie Gibson, Daystar. Dickie Dotes. A Dickie Dotesa. Do you no, know what that is? It's Fat Man with, with Mel Gibson. I know okay. you like you like you like Mel Gibson because he rants a lot. He goes off his meds and then uh, you know. Didn't he play Jesus? In Passion of he the did. Christ. He's done some really really epic movies. He didn't play Jesus. He he made the movie. He directed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's directed a couple of like, really golden, golden uh, pieces. So he's he's a bit of a mad genius that one. Um, but yeah, it's worth a watch. Okay. Well, the top the top That's TV shows, enough. the top TV shows so far in twenty twenty, the Tiger King, didn't he get locked up? Yeah, he's still in jail. Mm. Uh, oh, he, oh, the Queen's Gambler just in there. That's number eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and some other places, some other movies, uh, TV shows I've never heard of. Um, the, um, the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, that just sounds like an insurance company. That's um, yeah, a sort of a sci-fi hero, superhero thing. Okay. I couldn't quite get into it. Big Brother Brazil. That was the top search program in 2020 TV program. Uh, Lockie and Key. That's number ten. Uh, Emily in Paris. Number six. Some other place up uh, um, shows I've never heard of. Um, let's just see um, what were the top um, what were the top lyrics song lyrics. Uh, Wap, that was number one. Uh, Savage Love was number two, uh, and some other lyrics that uh, I've never heard of in my life. So it's very it's very interesting to uh, to um, to know. Oh, very quickly, let's let's get onto recipes. I actually made this before I came to the before I came to Amsterdam. This is number one. This was the number one searched recipe. Uh, Dalgona coffee. Have you ever heard of it or made it or drank it? 
No, is that that's not the one with the cat poop, is it? No, it's it's actually a South Korean uh, coffee that they drink. Basically, it's it's got coffee, um, hot chocolate mixed, and then once you've made the the coffee and you make you've mixed it up, you add um, like a like a cream on the top of it. It's really really good. I made it. I've 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 got a video on my YouTube um, on my YouTube on my Instagram accounts. It's actually I, I made something and it was actually a success. So that was the most searched recipe um pizza was number four um number six was beer people want to know how to make beer um number three was sourdough bread um number two i think this is an afrikaans dish i'm not sure it's called ekmek could be um and number seven is banana bread and number nine is uh, brioche it's very interesting things. I mean, obviously, people, you're quite limited to what you could search for on the internet this year. But uh, very interesting. And they, they also made a, I'll play it very quickly. I'll play some of it. But uh, they made, a, they made a, a video, Google, recapping the year. The spread of the coronavirus has passed a significant milestone. And while we didn't find all the answers, we kept asking. Some questions inspire joy. Others, excitement. It's a really drawn-out, dramatic thing to make, you know, you feel good about yourself and to make what was, make sense of 2020. Teachers should make a billion dollars. We found politics, y'all. Oh, my God. Put it on there and start it up for me. What are y'all doing? It's still March. How many days in March? <laughs> so, if you want, you can go uh, go search go search the year in twenty twenty. It's on Google. They've it's uh, very interesting to know what we actually all searched for. I mean, as I say, obviously, we were quite limited to what we could actually search for in the news or on Google. But uh, still, very interesting. People still, you know, had a imagination. All right, that wraps up the show. Um, do you want to add anything, Thomas? Anything, anything creditable before we wrap things up? No. No. Okay. <laughs> well, stay warm. It is freezing outside. I am. I. I am dreading. I'm dreading going to uh, going back home this evening, but it's just one of these things I'm going to have to do. Uh, we'll chat tomorrow.